You're listening to The Chaos Collective's The Chaotic Catch-Up, Episode 1, Ryan, in podcast form. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. It's Tuesday, not Friday, and uh, we are live from the same places that we usually stream from. Forgetting to do the Uh, same things when we go live, as always. Yes, forgetting to do the same things when we go live. Um, uh, But yeah, thank you for coming on to the first ever episode of the sub... um, uh, the the sub stream uh, called the the chaotic catch up where me the Alex the DM uh, speaks to one of the characters or potentially more as we go on but we thought we'd start off a bit easy with just one rather than a few people uh, we just talk about character and uh, why we like D and D all those kind of things um, but first thing first things that first literally first so, Ryan, what have you got in your cup? I am drinking a uh, lovely non-alcoholic uh, Lucasade Orange. Other brands are available. But, Other uh, brands are, in fact, available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I have work tomorrow, so clear head. Yeah, yeah whereas I'm drinking a alcoholic uh, Japanese lager from the local co-op. Other shops are indeed available. <laughs> oh but, you know. my god! Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so first things first, Ryan, uh, tell us a bit about why and how you started playing D anD. d How long you've played for? What editions have you played? I know you're quite a long-standing player. Uh, yeah, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons back in high school. Um, I think it was maybe second or third year I started playing with uh, various friends. Um, I my the first ever edition I played was Advanced D anD D, and then moved on to Pathfinder, uh, and then obviously from Pathfinder I played all of them. Um, I definitely got into D anD D because I was a huge old nerd i yeah i don't think there's i don't think there's much of another reason um for me it was a case of uh, i you know i didn't have the greatest school life um as i'm sure many of us didn't um i mean academically speaking i was fine but i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't the most socially aware and so dungeons and dragons was definitely a good a good way for me to to escape and enjoy some some fantasy uh, in a in a social environment, and I I genuinely think um, Dungeons and Dragons was a big contributor to my love of theater and uh, all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's um it's it's funny, um like the funny the the the, the thing that I that I always tend to bring up when I talk about D and D and like my how, why I love it is is the is the fantasy social interaction part. You know, like what you just said, like, like it's it's amusing how many people sit down for hours on end on their own and play Skyrim or Bloodborne or or Demon Souls or um, uh, uh, what, uh, God of War. Other games mm. are indeed available. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, they'll play play these games on their own for hours and hours and hours. Um, then they'll inadvertently shit on D and D for being nerdy. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean it's just the same. It's I just think the it's the same. Come on, especially recently, I think there's been a massive surge yeah. in popularity for Dungeons and Dragons. There's a lot of people kind of embrace that um, that geek culture, yeah. that nerd culture, and I think it's a great thing. I'm very very happy to see it. Oh, exactly. Um, I, 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 I am too. I remember. Um, I mean, I mean, I remember when I, during the times that I wasn't able to play Dungeons and Dragons, either because we couldn't get the group together, we couldn't, um, mm. somebody was ill, or they were on holiday, or it was summer holidays and people just wanted to do outdoor activities. Yeah. Um, I would actually play World of Warcraft and role play mm. on that. I I was a Warcraft RPer. And yeah, oh. Uh, oh. yeah, exactly. I delved deep into the horrible dark trenches of the internet. And I mean, even to this day, <laughs> even to this day, I mean, I've only recently kind of let my sub lapse, but I role played on World of Warcraft for years and even still did because I loved it as a. Whilst um, whilst I found Dungeons and Dragons was great for like the verbal side where I could get into character, put on different accents, as you guys would know with uh, watching me play Haston. Um, and just acting and interacting with other people, the mm. um, the role play side of it when it's when all you you got is the medium of text really helped my writing skills. I think a lot, and I think yeah, there's something definitely. to be said for that. I mean, it's one of the things that I'm really glad we're seeing things like wouldn't typically be considered school friendly being introduced into schools. A lot of schools are putting up uh, Dungeons and Dragons groups. I know that the um, uh, Duke of Edinburgh Awards. They do. They have activities with the local Warhammer game shop uh, oh, here, in, cool. here in Sterling, where you can take part in oh, painting and things like that. And it works towards your Duke that's of cool. Edinburgh. Uh, that's really cool. So, yeah, there's just a yeah. ton, ton of ton of skills you can garner from D and D, and yes, slew mm. such as accents, which I was terrible at accents before I did D and D. I still argue I'm terrible at accents, but it's you get a lot more leeway. You get a lot more leeway when you're like, no, 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 this isn't uh, this isn't an Irish accent. This isn't a fantasy accent based loosely off the Irish accent. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's the one thing that um, the one thing that I um, I pride myself on is like being able to alter my voice to do different character voices. Mm. However, those of you who have acted with me or have seen me act in an American role, you will know I cannot do like a generic American accent. I can do quite regional ones. Like I, I'm quite good at Southern. Oh, I love a Southern um, accent. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite good at like the kind of alley kind of like, yeah, man, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh my like, God. But just like a generic American, like Midwest kind of accent, I cannot do. Yeah, I, I found I, that that kind of accent comes mostly from neutralizing everything else about your accent, and you speak a little exactly. more from the nose. And yeah, I. But thing is, I just yeah, I just can't do it. I can't do it. You, you default a little more to the LA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I can do like West Coast. And Texas, but that's about <laughs> it. Every every other region is gone. But yeah, being able to express like my love for doing voices, like because that like people like what, my from my, me growing up through school and 
college and stuff, I've always been the person to put on the silly voice. Mm. And I've been doing like just something absolutely fucking stupid or um just hanging out hanging out always like like to to make the joke and yeah it's quite nice to be able to expand that into into a hobby um, into a craft into a hobby yeah exactly 100 exactly i mean i'm constantly narrating my pet cat um where is brecht brecht uh he's probably cuddling into his mum right now because he absolutely hates me um, oh, no. he's a mummy's boy but like yeah every time every time you know i'll put on a voice for him all the time and have a full-on conversation with him between me and him or i might actually both parts of the conversation <laughs> that's but, you good know, i like that that's why they medicate me <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, it's it's funny but um i i, I, I when i was coming up with is to ask you today mm. like questions that of like that we could potentially lead off of it was I, I don't know why but i kept i my brain suddenly flicked to the first time i i thought that we properly bonded oh dear over something oh dear and <laughs> it's not bad oh okay it's, it's not bad at all it was we were in uh, what was the name of the pub? I think Still it was, sounded like a bad time. Eh? <laughs> no, it was. I think we were in um, Victoria on mm-hmm. Leaf Raw- Walk. Other yep. pubs are available. <laughs> yep. Um, and we were talking about um, chippies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember and this we were conversation. Talk- and we were talking about like I don't know why, but it just clicked that I thought you are cool. Because we, I'd started talking about we were. I, I think we were going across the road to get chips. We started talking about chippy sauce. We were talking about. I love chippy sauce. I do love chippy sauce, but we like the conversation. Other sauces the are best available. chip. Other sauces are indeed <laughs> available. Um, uh, but we started to, to steering about towards like best chip shops and stuff. Yeah, and I yeah, said, yeah. the best chip shop. There is a hole in a wall. And it's literally a hole in a wall. Yep. In Lyme Regis, other chip shops are indeed available, but they are nothing compared out, to though. this one. But if you are ever in Lyme Regis on the south coast of England, check out this chip shop. I think ownership has changed since I was last there. Oh. So I don't know if chip quality has. I hope not. I hope not eat too. But, but I fantastic. know... Oh my gosh, such good it, they are They are beautiful chips and... I I don't eat fish, obviously, but the fish literally comes from about yep. twelve meters away. Yeah, it's from straight off the boat. It's straight uh, off the boat in fresh as you like. Yeah, and so. yeah, the only the, yeah we we got into that because I mean, obviously, um, for those of you who have not picked up on it, um, Alex is native to the region of Dorset. Uh, not Dorset, uh, actually. I am Dorset? Hampshire. You're Hampshire. Hampshire. My apologies. So just me. next door. Just next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I have family who are native to Dorset, and specifically whenever I would go down to visit them in Dorset, I would go to Lyme Regis. Um, so obviously a whole lot of overlap that has happened without us knowing it in our, in our, in our past. Uh, we might have even met. We before. might have even met. Uh, I've spent every... 
I think every single summer holiday from the age of maybe birth to 12, 13. Yeah. Every summer was spent at least a week down. Oh, there. yeah. I used to go. I mean, and then like, other times throughout the year as well. So, I, yeah, I used to go down with my, my granddad and my nano uh, every mm. summer, week or two. Uh, just to help my granddad set up the awning mostly but you know i got a free <laughs> holiday out of it that was great i mean that's that's all that matters isn't it mm. and i got to see my family down there which is which was always lovely and yeah fish and yeah. chips out of that amazing hole in the wall chippy holy god i mean to be fair though um there's a chippy near me that is i mean the fish is definitely the highlight but their chips are really really good but the fish is definitely the highlight i know this won't interest yourself mm. but um it's the Allen Water Cafe in Bridge of Allen. Uh, oh my God. I mean, I. But I chip thought, shops are available. Uh, yeah, but like, why would you? If you can't get down there, <laughs> just go here, you know? <laughs> it's really, really good. But the, th the best thing, again, sorry to say, won't interest yourself, Alex, is, is their ice cream. My God, I've never had, I've never had better ice cream. They do sorbets and sorbet. They do sorbets like in that good... as well. Um, do you I like think, a good sorbet i think they have like a mango sorbet that's just amazing my favorite ice cream from them is just the raspberry ripple though it's honest i mean like i don't i know. did used to kill a raspberry ripple or or a rum and raisin i used to be quite oh, partial to rum as well. and raisin is never one i've actually enjoyed i think i mean my my favorite ice cream has always been german ice cream which is made by italians um, yeah. <laughs> and sold by the french <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Um, but like this, I mean, like I've had Lucas ice cream, which I know people in Edinburgh absolutely rave about Lucas ice cream. Um, this is better than Lucas ice cream, I would argue. Oh, that is a uh, that is a claim. Specifically, the that raspberry ripple is better than any Lucas ice cream I've had. Mm. Um, that is a claim and a half. It is a claim. I love Lucas ice cream. It's like I thought for a while that it was probably the best. Well, I know um, they do an iron brew sorbet, and that is... Someone that is in the good. chat has just said it. Yogurt ice cream uh, is my favorite, favorite ice cream. Um, <sighs> when I lived in Germany, when I learned lived in Germany, I would always have yogurt ice cream, um, like two, two scoops, yogurt and coconut. Mm. Loved um, it. That was my favorite, favorite ice cream. Other ice creams are available. Thank you, Chad. Other ice creams are available. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the thing, uh, like we were, I went on holiday to France one year, mm. um, and we had the nicest thing ever. It was Heineken sorbet. Ooh, a beer that sorbet. Was, that was really nice, and it was like actual Heineken infused. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so just kind of like a, like a slush puppy. Flavor. Uh, no, it was like it was a proper sorbet. Right, okay. okay. Proper frozen sorbet, but it had actual Heineken in it. Uh rather than like because you know sometimes where they say, Oh, it's this, but it's not really yeah. that. It's just like essence of that. No, this had yeah, like yeah. legit Heineken. Legit in Heineken in it. In it. it was Delicious. like it was a cannot sell to under 18s, but I was only about 13. <laughs> and you know, I must have been younger than that. I think I was actually about 10. Ah, oh, yeah. You just gotta. You just gotta. Well, I think. I think my dad got some. I think my dad got some, and we were all granted one or two licks. Yeah, fair enough. And I have to admit, it was really good. Um, someone has just. Uh, oh, Chris, our other player, Samson, uh, knows 
knows the manager of Lucas in Morningside, mm. so he might be able to get a sponsorship. Mm. Would be fantastic. Imagine that a D and D a D and D stream sponsored by an ice cream company. I'm not taking back my statements. But, uh... oh, right, exactly. <laughs> I refuse. Lucas I is say, amazing. That 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 Iron Brew sorbet is something of mm. a delight. I if you want a variety it. of flavors uh, of mm. top quality, Lucas is always a good shout. I think the thing is, is I mean, I'm quite lucky. I live near to, I mean, I live near to the uh, Graham's Dairy, and there's a lot of dairy farms around where I live. Yeah, because uh, I'm out in central Scotland. I don't, I don't live in Edinburgh with with the rest of the team um, or the majority <laughs> of the team. But uh, I Chris, sorry, definitely, Chris just said, definitely get a brunch. We'll have a brunch of Lucas. Fuck yeah. I mean, if we live to see the, if we live to see it, <laughs> if we live to see, I'm very much looking forward to um, next week, uh, Friday's game. It was yeah. an interesting one last Friday. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, the reruns available on Twitch. Um, other platforms will be available later on. Um, we're just working on it. Yep. Um, if you haven't caught last last week's what, Friday, watch it. Fucking brilliant. Um. To, to say so myself um sorry to butt in no bias no bias at all no bias at all no bias oh yes mm. but um i think that segues on to to talking about some some more D related questions yeah some actual dnd rather than chips just and chips ice cream. and ice cream yeah <laughs> as much as so um another qu- another question i kind of had prepared for you yeah was um before we start talking about Haston and all that, we've got to talk about Lynn, the character that never yeah. made it to the screen. He died um, literally this the the session before we started playing it live. No, it wasn't as I quite recall. The, no, it was um Lynn died, that we introduced Haston, mm-hmm. then the following I th- it wasn't quite the following. It was one it or was two, like, one or two sessions, and then we started yep. beta streaming. Yeah, so I was, was so, so excited close to making I was it on. So excited for people to meet Lynn. Um, but like, I mean, I really, I really, yeah. So Lynn, what can I say about Lynn? Um, I mean, you can literally say everything: his past, his present, his future. His well, I mean, there's things that the future par- would have been. There's things that the party don't know. And I think I oh, think I want, I want that to. There is that, and there is also things that the party could find out yeah, about. Exactly. Um, that, uh, that I I know about. You yeah, know about. 100%. Yeah, you, you about have my whole backstory. You know all the plot points yeah. for him. And I know there. I know there is stuff that they they can't know. Yep. But what is the what is the stuff about Lynn that can be spoken so, about? I, yeah, I mean, Lynn was a character that was. I have a bad habit of playing Bard. And I've been trying not to play Bard recently. And Lynn was kind of born from that. Um, he was like, what if I made a Bard but just stuck his personality into another class? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> how you work. And uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, he was uh, a hunter slash rogue, which was a class I was getting familiar with from another campaign and um you know he did nice amounts of damage but at the same time um you know i had a couple of like not quite custom but um 
lore related reasons why certain things would disadvantage him. I mean, it, the the thing about him was was that yeah. he had been born um uh as uh, albino. Um and so um thing he, basically I treated it like he had the same thing as Haston, which is um sunlight um weakness yeah, yeah. So, you know. so, so similarly to like a like a drow kind of a hundred percent kind of and he grew up yeah. underground pretty isolated from the rest of the world um when they were um with communities which they did at the start of his life um he would obviously be chased out as a kind of like monstrous creature and things like that and so he kind of like rather than becoming this introverted shy kind of beaten down bitter person kind of like swallowed that down because there was always that side of it to him he could be quite barbed at times but yeah. um you know he went the other way he was like well if the world's gonna you know frown and spit at me i'm gonna grin and quit back with something witty uh and i yeah. you know and i i think he did that really well he was I, I think he did too i think he was very good at um just quickly backhanding a comment and Mm. All this kind, all those kind of like stereotypically barred things. Funnily enough, yeah, yeah, exactly what you were you were trying to do. I, and I really do you think I achieved well. it. Um, I would have been interested to see how his um, how his story would have turned out. Um, I mean, obviously, when yeah. he first met with the party, um, it was kind of like revealed that he has a whole thing with Asimars, specifically Asimars. Yeah, and, but he just uh, didn't like Asimars. He hated them, and I. It, they never got into why. Um, I don't even believe that um, Alethea knew the full story of why. I think she has the most of the story, but she, none of the party had all of the story. And so, you know, it, it was actually quite nice as well to see him, you know, warming up to Samson, never really liking him, but kind of going, all right, you're not... You're not bad, and I think with time it would have actually developed yeah. more. Yeah, into you're a not as much of an asshole as I originally thought you yeah. were going to be. And then but you Lynn... are still a, you are still an asshole, but you're not as big an asshole. Yeah, it was Lynn grappling with his own his own racisms, you know. Um, yeah, and um, and I think it was it was it was fun to explore. Um, it was also so. another another much bigger. I mean, it was weird. He kind of like he had this very chaotic fey energy to him. Um, where he would bounce off of other characters very differently. Um, yeah. And, like, I mean, especially with Runelag, he's very antagonistic yeah. in that, I really like you, but I'm going to take every opportunity to take the piss out of you sort of way. Exactly, exactly. Um, but he was very fiercely protective of Alethea, uh, Opal, and Bess. Uh, all, all the women of the party, actually, he was very protective of. Mm. Um, and that kind of ties back into his his backstory and his relation, like his only positive relationships from his backstory were all with women. So I yeah. think that's probably what fed into that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, um, there was a good degree of uh, chaotic energy from him. He, he, he could go from being this very tactical kind of like, all right, let's get a marching order. Let's think about how we're approaching things to... I want to pet an owlbear, and I'm going to pet an owlbear. Let me kick down the door. I'm going to piss up this wall. What's that? If I touch this wall, something yeah. bad might happen. Oh, look, we've got a turd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's because of Lynn, the party have has turned. They, he yep. did lose all of his gems and all of his valuables in the uh, in the process. Yeah. However, they did gain a turd, which is in, in infinitely better, to be honest. Infinitely, infinitely better, better than. A lot of gems. Oh, 100%. it's funny as well because I can remember when, um, when we, 
you were go- kind of going through and you were doing lots of the like the the first couple levels where there was lots of just random stone about and lots of like mining bits and especially on the second level um uh and the party could really be bothered to carry it yeah carry the stuff so you went oh that's all right i'll carry it and then you carry it and like you were carrying some like pretty bitching stuff never like, knew up it. until that point <laughs> yeah never knew it because none of you could work it out but you were carrying some like some pretty tasty metals at points but none of you could ever quite work out what they were mm-hmm. then uh, they were all gone anyway oh, so it didn't hundreds. even fucking matter lesson can't miss what you didn't have oh, exactly it's like that's the the um the the thing that um with the whole on beta people nearly becoming deceased well yep. actually dying and then being brought back to life i think she had in her bag because it was one of these things where during like i can kind of reveal it now during the break they were like shit what are we gonna do and i kind of just went there is that there is you there is there is something that you could do but i'll kind of let you work it out or that there is stuff that you have <laughs> yeah it took a while but <laughs> you have you you do have some stuff and you, i will let you guys work it out um it's a little bit meta but it was beta so it's fine yeah. um and it's our stream so who gives a fuck uh <laughs> if the dm wants to be nice and help someone realize what's actually in their inventory yeah yeah exactly, exactly. sometimes the dm's gotta be nice i mean like i mean I mean the thing I, I mean you you'll know yourself, Alex. I mean I I for the most of my Dungeons and Dragons career, I've been the DM. Yeah. Um and it's I've been recently more than anything, I have been well into my um playing. Playing. And mm. it's been good. You know, I mean I find that um DMing is fantastic fun. Uh but it's a lot of work as well. And I love DMing. I absolutely love DMing. But the minute you fall behind in that work, you're just playing catch up, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." God. It's, it's like because uh, so a, a little bit about my indie history. I I started playing. I played. I started playing at uni, so it was just when Fifth Edition came out. Mm-hmm. It just kind of launched, like done all like the launch for Fifth Edition. They brought yep. out the starter set, all that kind of stuff. It was very um, Fifth Edition was very much in its infancy like um and i played the starter set it was very good um but i I was i was a player and it was with a couple of pals from uni and then a couple like someone i used to work with and then her partner um and we played and uh we had a new dm like one of my friends from uni was dming and he'd never done it before um it was very much uh we started playing and it was very good we all very much enjoyed the campaign like um but then work got ahead of us and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so stopped then just didn't really have anyone that i could play with properly for quite a few only until last year funnily enough actually i think i have been dming games for more or less a year now yeah and like and i've only really been like playing 
fully since that time at Unilever. I've kind of dipped in and out, but not much. Um, and like from, I think it was May, May the 3rd or something, or May the 1st even maybe, last year that I started like my other campaign. And uh, funnily enough, the DM of that campaign that I play on a Saturday still is in chat. Shout out to you, Martin. You're a, <laughs> you're a, good, you're a good boy. Fantastic DM as well. Very good DM. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, that kind of like sparked it all back up for me. And uh, like we played I Spy Peak, the new one, the, yeah. the Essentials kit. We started playing that and we got about, um, I think it was about a month in. And I thought, I really want to DM. I really want to start DMing this campaign. Um, but I kind of made a promise with Martin that I wouldn't go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't read ahead yep. of where we were in the in the in the story. And I started playing with a group of friends from and South um, with Martin as well. Playing like he, he initially he was just going to play for the first session just to kind of iron out rules like that I wasn't too sure on yet. But then he, he kept playing and he still plays that game. Now we're into homebrew world, um, which is fun. Uh, it's only been in the last year, really, that I've even been DMing. God, is it hard work. It is. Um, I mean, hell, is it the most fun? I, I absolutely love it. I mean, the thing I always say is I find it the hardest to DM pre-written campaigns. I just cannot do it. Um, I'm always running around looking for the right segments. I, I try to get ahead so I can keep plot points in mind. And I just find yeah. it very, very difficult to keep the lore consistent as well with pre-written campaigns. So I really love my homebrew worlds. In fact, um, I run a campaign every second Wednesday at the moment um which is in a homebrew world where even the races are completely different um yeah. and it's based on a world that you know i've been building for purposes of writing a novel but like yeah. D for me is how i flesh this stuff out um but i you know i also have like a couple of works on uh, dm's guild for like little one-shot yeah. things or small adventures um in homebrew worlds and settings that i made and, you know, I found the process of building my world up from scratch always to be the most fun. And then yeah. I remember, because I remember I tried to do um, Horde of the Dragon Queen, I think it was. Yeah. And I Quite really, a good one. I've, it's I've, a I've really, heard. really good one. I mean, playing it, I think I would have, if I hadn't ruined it for myself by DMing it. Um, well, I, I don't, really I, I, I can it. never remember. I, I, I don't know if it's uh, Rise of the Dragon Queen or uh, or Horde of the Dragon Queen yep. or Rise of Tiamat. That's the, because I know one of them isn't as highly rated like in the community, but I can't, I, it might be Rise of Tiamat. I wouldn't know. I think it possibly is Rise of Tiamat. Horde of, Horde of the Dragon Queen is the one that uh, starts out with a kind of um, a siege, if I remember rightly. Um, yes. And, you, you know, then you try and, and well, not to do any more spoilers yeah. than, than necessary, no but it, it's quite intense uh, and mm. starts off quite quite hefty, quite good. I tried DMing that, and I really, really found it difficult to keep myself consistent. Um, in fact, I found that I was having to write more notes and do more work yeah. 
to try and tie everything together than if I just done it myself. Because when I do it myself, it's it's the plot points are all. I know it sounds weird, but they're all organized for me in the way that I like it, and I don't have to shuffle yeah. it about to get it the way the format I want it to be. It's mostly just organization stuff. But I yeah. find that uh, you know, so when I when I DM, I love. I love doing my own homebrew worlds, which I mean, um, our group has experienced themselves. I mean, I ran um, <laughs> a one shot, a one shot. I mean, um, what session are you guys on now for this one shot session it's, six? It's or third. It's not been that many. Nah, uh, nah, it's 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 a lot more than that, mate. It I cannot think it's be at least. It's at least fourth. Maybe I the fourth. It's. I think it is fifth or six ross says five okay, or what i didn't think it was that many but clearly i, I mean ross says thing... five slew says four who fucking knows the thing was it's, was, more, it's it... more than just one well the thing was it was kind of like so for the i mean it's not one that's ever going to make it to stream but um basically it's a haunted house adventure and you know i fleshed out the city a little bit that it's based in and then next thing i know they're talking to everybody and they're exploring yeah, every yeah. room. And whereas the first group I ran it with, it was literally like a one session thing. And mm. they just kind of uh, blitzed it. And I was like, right, okay, well, these guys will blitz it the same. I mean, sure, they'll miss out on some of the cool lore that I've written, or maybe they'll go a different path and get some of the cool lore. Nah, these these guys are just trawling through everything. And it's great, but it means that it's not uh, <laughs> not as quick <laughs> as I would have anticipated being. Yeah. Um, it's... Like, because obviously we're doing a um a pre-made module just now, but I think if or when this does eventually come to an end, uh, hopefully by that point I'll be at a world that I'm playing with my Wednesday group will either be more fleshed out or, and I've kind of got an idea of when that story eventually comes to an end of building another new world entirely from yeah. the ground up gods and all mm. um like just because because the one thing that i found stressful um with the world building side of things i know this is getting very dme sorry right. listeners no i won't apologize to you because i'm i'm sure we're both very I'm much enjoying, enjoying the conversation <laughs> just just viewers at home no, um no. Who cares? We'll talk about they, Haston they in a bit. Too. They probably enjoy we'll talk, it too. We'll talk about Haston in a bit. Sure, sure, sure. Um, um, one thing that I've found the most stressful about the this, like, because basically what I did is I ran Ice by Peak, obviously um, Sword Coast, Forgotten Realms, and then I basically took the bit that that's in mm -hmm. and kind of plonked it on my world. Mm-hmm. So like Fandalen and Neverwinter are in it, but uh, part of a like the other world. But then because I did that, I then had to. I couldn't really write any of my own law. Yeah, because I'm very much constrained by the mechanics and settings that yeah. already exists. Yeah, yeah. So next time, next time I, I when that game eventually ends and. This one eventually ends. Um, I think I'm going to go with both of you guys working in the same world, but yep. build it up from from complete scratch, like gods and all. Oh, 100%. That's, that's what I did with my novel world. My novel world literally started out with a, a 
a, a kind of um, just a thought that came into my head, uh, and you know I can't really go too much into that because that would spoil my whole thing. But um, yeah. <laughs> what then? What I did was I took that idea and ran with it, and I built up the world, which is called Cephal. Um, I built up all the countries such as Crash Loveshly, uh, Grand Shastafu, uh, Jonajog, uh, tons of different countries. I came up with their capital cities. And I basically, when I build a world, I kind of use the avalanche or snowball method, I think it's called, where you'll mm. write a sentence or you'll write one thing and then you'll um, expand that sentence into a paragraph and expand that paragraph into yeah, yeah. a whole thing. And um, that's how I did it with the... Um, different bits and bobs the point where i wrote a literal um bible um creation yeah. myth a literal creation myth um in the holy language of the gods and transliterated it literally into english <laughs> and yeah it, it's amazing and um, mm. it's the sort of thing like you know working on that from a linguistic perspective because i'm fascinated by languages absolutely fascinated yeah. by them but i'm utterly crap at them um yeah. i know i can speak german to very an much extent. the same i'm very much the same exactly but when it comes to learning them I'm, I'm one of those people who can learn a little of a lot so i can learn a little bit of a lot of languages and i don't really speak very yeah. fluently in most of them but they fascinate me and the more i learn about languages the better i can go back and appreciate how different things work and so i could when i was doing doing this um this conlang one of one of four which exists in this world yeah um i was like oh god this is how tolkien got it this is what got him <laughs> yeah because you just love it and you find you f you just find that one niche and it could really power you through the world and for me it started off with the languages um the the story plot was all this one idea that i had but the world was really built around its languages um, and I, I love, I love doing it. So when you're building your homebrew world, you're just thinking about how, how language affects culture and how culture affects, yeah, definitely, you know, and it's definitely. shaped by geography and things like that. And you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is, this is the good shit. And yeah, yeah. I fell right into that rabbit. I love building yeah, worlds. Like, funnily enough, that's exactly from my knowledge, that's exactly how Tolkien started writing Lord of the Rings. It was, See, dude was a linguist. Of, he wrote he wrote the languages and then was like well i need a place for it to live a, i need a place for it to live yeah so let's stick it in this absolutely fucking huge bundle of novels and lore yeah he continued to be written and organized from his personal notes after he died oh 100 percent as uh, by his son i so that, um, yeah big, uh, big cojone shit that oh 100 i think um, i mean one of the things that made it very easy for me unlike uh the big man tolkien who had to do it all from scratch was i could find a generator where i could put in the language rules that i wanted and say listen yeah. make me a language that is either based off of this language or just completely new and here are the rules i wanted to follow here's the structure i wanted to have and yeah. here here are the vowel sounds and the constant sounds and mm. the phonetics that it uses um, and here's what's not what isn't in that language yeah. and uh, then you know it would generate me an entire i think it was 2500 word uh, or 3000 word language conlang out of that 
you know, I have the right to keep that, which is great. Um, and I've taken that and gone, right, how can I evolve this into slang? How can I yeah, breathe yeah. some life into this? Um, and, you know, that exactly. that's never going to make it to D&D because it's hard enough trying to get... Uh, trying to get my multilingual friends to use their language skills for things. I remember one campaign, it was like, oh yeah, so we've decided that um, Elvin or one of them is going to be like Scots Gaelic. And, you know, I know I, I know a good enough amount of that to to be able to yeah. speak with the other member of the party who could, uh, who could speak it, who also used that language. And then like certain ones would be German, some ones would be, you know, whatever language. I love that, but it's very, you know, very hard to get into. Um, yeah. And very, very prohibitive to other people making characters of that that thing. Um, so that's why I'm like, yeah, I would never bring that into D&D. I use it for place names, and that's about it. But it's still fun to yeah. have place names where you can say, this is exactly where the uh, the word comes from. This is what it means, yeah. literally, like you would in the real world. And like when that's you have cool. that level of knowledge of your world to tie it back into what we were actually talking about, because I went mm -hmm. off on a massive tangent, to tie it back yeah. in, when you have that level of knowledge of your world, it makes it so much easier to just understand where you want to take the story through in this world. You know, if you're taking them through a village called Embershield from some place, mm -hmm. or, or Steppenhall, for example, which exists in, yeah. in the uh, Forgotten Realms or uh it's it's way to the west east east of the sword coast east yeah, yeah way to the east of the sword coast um and you're like yeah okay that's a place but when you as the dm you know have literally named this place by a basket of life because it's the one fertile area in an entire desert and you kind of understand yeah. the reverence that goes in behind that and you know you get you, yeah. you you can be like right i know how i want to build the people how they view this location all that jazz yeah uh, exactly which is why i love homebrew homebrew is homebrew, homebrew, is, homebrew is fantastic homebrew is even though spice. we are currently playing a, a module but oh i is... love playing modules but i i love yeah. dming homebrew. i do like dming modules because most of the work's kind of done for you but Ooh. there is a lot of control that you need to kind of take yeah I'm like i've spiced in a little couple little homebrew bits as well that aren't yeah. officially in it but um but yeah um before we start talking about haston um, people on chat, uh, if you have any questions for uh, either myself or Ryan about the campaign so far and stuff that's happened before we actually started streaming, beta or not, um, please sling them in chat and we'll either answer them as we go or we'll put a little uh, like answers bit at the end. Yeah. Um, We'll do, we'll do that. We'll do yeah. it that way. This is the first one, so vamp for like two seconds. I'm gonna go turn on the big light because I notice it's getting kind of dark around me. <laughs> oh, I will. I will vamp for two seconds. Um. Uh. So next uh, Friday, eight thirty, we'll be streaming normal campaign. Um. Again. Uh, however, next week, um, there is going to be. So that is the twenty fifth, I believe. Uh, there is going to be something a little bit different, quite tasty, in fact. So I will, we will tell you more about that on Friday. But stay tuned for tasty episode next week, and obviously come for Friday as well. Because <laughs> stay tuned for the TPK. 
<laughs> it won't be a TPK. Yeah. I mean, it might be. A, I mean, it might be a TPK. Someone, someone's <laughs> gonna die, and I'm very aware of how little health I have. Uh, Slews just said different. I'm down. Like me, me and Rufan are away. We have talked about this, Slew. You know. <laughs> the moment when you feel like you missed the memo. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, we'll you, catch you. We up. we literally told you about it, and you know. So we'll catch you. Don't up. worry about it. We'll catch you up. Um, I've already died once. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> don't want to die. Oh, you've developed the fear. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Aston Lieberman. Yeah. Uh, why? Firstly, because this is this is the one thing that um, interests me most about um, like even going to play a wizard. Like I DM another wizard in another campaign, mm-hmm. and I do not know why anyone would choose to play a fucking wizard because there is so much to keep track of and so much thinking about components and spell books and writing and all this kind of shit why why did you choose to play a wizard necromancer i'm so for me wizard is a utility class um you get the wizard that is your bog standard wizard of um fireball fireball pew 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 but it, those those are never those are the moments that lead to disaster and hilarity. But the epic moments are always your utility spells, like phantasmal force used to set up this amazing trap that stops an army in its tracks, or that one moment where the boss is casting this powerful spell and just counterspell, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those ones of wizard is definitely fun to play, even if you don't know the class too well you can still get by with a very solid build in wizard Mm. with the basics but once you once you're familiar with the class once you're familiar with playing a spellcaster in dnd which is miles miles harder than playing a fighter or a rogue yeah i mean like to make them interesting like in combat is difficult i find um but to have a basic melee fighter is you know it will carry you through a lot but um to have a wizard that is fun to play utilitarily um or is a utility caster and also survivable very very difficult so i really wanted to play wizard and one of the things i love is finding builds that people hate and trying to make them not so bad and i get what you mean i get what you mean and like that's what attracted me to necromancer i was like listen i could have gone i was because i was really tossing up for hassan between a warlock or a wizard and warlock is one of those ones that i as a person it's not my favorite play style um Mm. i find they're a bit more funneled into their role Whereas Wizard, I thought, yeah. okay, well, that opens up a bit more. And I've played a Necromancer in the past, and it's never gone well. Never, ever gone well. Hmm. Um, because Necromancers are evil and bad. 
And so I really want you to make a character that was not just challenging that, um, but like also walking the line of the stereotype. I really, really love the idea of that. Yeah, I'm just a doctor who doesn't know when to quit. Yeah, but well, I, I've 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 loved watching you use like like for example like with other um uh what what's the word to say with other um classes and stuff no offense to anyone else who plays other classes because i play other classes i don't play fucking <laughs> wizard i'm not that stupid um like i i like how you've taken wizard and put it into a like almost like just a profession yeah so you've gone oh, okay i want to be i want to play uh, a like a necromancer what what like what's the backstory oh he is a surgeon like that just makes sense that and was the it, thing. it's worked so far like and like like knowing like reading a little bit of your backstory and stuff like it makes sense yeah i, really I mean did. that was the thing haston was never meant to be an adventurer um no. he was supposed to be a surgeon working in uh, Steppenhall, where he's from, or Steppenhall, but I like to give it a little German yeah. lilt. Uh, Steppenhall, yeah. um, you know that was his that was his profession, and the only reason he left that to pursue further into wizardry was out of a um, desire to help his family. Because um, trying to remember if this has been revealed or not, I believe it was. Um, I, I think it. I think it was last session. So yeah. you don't need to worry. Yeah, if so, it has, if if I think you start talking about stuff that hasn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'll go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Coming off, coming off. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was revealed that um, you know he he wanted to learn more about magic to try and help his sister who was born with a, an illness that just resisted all treatment, and that was what prompted his father to be like, "Listen, we've tried everything on our end. You're going to have to go and utilize this talent that you've always had latently." Um, because Aston, when he was his father's surgical assistant, would use dancing lights, which is the cantrip, which is uh, uh, comes with being a drow. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to tie that into the back. So he'd use that for surgical light so that he could always provide good lighting for his father and trying to think how, how would magic be used in, in this sort of setting? I mean, you know, um, bearing in mind that a lot of magical healing is very expensive to do. And yeah, very would cost a lot of way more money than an average farmer would be able to do. So they're not just going to turn around and be like, oh, yeah. I've, I've broken my arm. I guess I'll die. You know, they're going to seek a surgeon who will be able to use more mundane means, uh, highly specialist, but more yeah. mundane means to treat them. Um, yeah. And so trying to think how his magic would interplay into that, you know, using things like um, a mage hand to help to hand over the tools, the dancing lights to pr provide the yeah. uh, necessary um lighting and lighting and yeah even maybe in his youth using things like firebolt to sterilize equipment but it's you know when he learns more utility yeah. spells ditching that in favor of other things um yeah so and like yeah um that was always his kind of thing so when he went went on to to learn more magic um that's when he started developing wizardry skills but he was still never geared and i would argue still mostly not geared towards mm -hmm. combat um it's like like what i've what i've seen of you play as haston of 
recently like not not even so much just recently just like while you've had the character i mean it's not even i think we're only six sessions in really of Haston, six or seven sessions in of Haston. um but it's it's seeing the the stuff that he knows he knows really really well Mm. the stuff that he doesn't know he it's just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. He him. doesn't, you know, you know, like I think at one point he tried to cast mage armor on someone who already had armor, so the spell just failed. And yeah. um, you know, I, re- was... I remember, I remember that. I remember that happening. Yeah, and him just being like, yeah, "Well, I didn't know that, so there we go. It doesn't work." There we go. I tried uh, to help, but I couldn't. Yeah, of. and then he notes that, and he he fails away for later, and he hasn't cast mage armor on any of these armored bastards ever since. Um, uh, he saves it for himself, the little squishy wizard. Yes, the little squishy um, wizard. But even then, alongside Hast, and you know, like things tying to his backstory. I mean, we saw in the last session, um, you know, more weaknesses because I, I like adding weaknesses or things that would, yeah, damage, uh, or or harm or hinder or make difficult, uh, or have some cost or some ramification into my character. Yeah. And it was um, it was when they were trying to remove the the necklace from him, yeah. and I mean, obviously tying into his backstory about what that necklace is and what it yeah. contains and what that pertains to him, you know, obviously, it, and how it spreads out and is basically fused with him. Um, yeah. you know, it was it was it was fun, uh, and then messaging you during that stream saying, "Listen, I'm yeah. going to take some more damage from that." And realizing, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm almost already bloody. This is going to go really well. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I, um, like, Mar- like Iron Aperture, who is Martin, has just put a comment saying, uh, "We'll do questions at the end." Um, it just said that he really enjoys m- the flaw. Like the flaws make the characters. Hundred percent. Like that's that's one thing that um, I try and uh, do with um, my characters as well. I'm that I create. Not that you guys will probably ever see a character I create. Well, you see NPC, yeah, yeah. M- NPCs yeah, yeah. that I create, but it's like my my uh, ranger who I play. Um, he's a little halfling who has spent most of his uh, adult and childhood in the forest, kind of on his own, like with only his his father and and. So because of that, he's not really been socialized on how to engage in with other people in an appropriate fashion. So he is a little bit of a sex pest. Like, and it has got him into trouble in more than one occasion. And then on the other but, but, side of that same flaw, you've got Haston, who only has to look at an ankle <laughs> and he gets a nosebleed. <laughs> the poor boy it, it, doesn't. <laughs> I think the the funniest thing I I think is a li- it was a little bit um uncalled for on his part, but I think the funniest thing that ever happened was we were in the Feywild mm-hmm. and he grabbed um he he tried to lick the nipple of a satire because like he never like I don't yeah. know why that just popped into my head, but I thought <laughs> this is what he would do right now. You just got um. It. And it like it was it is still talked about to this day in the party. And uh, like another character I play in um I play a, a gunslinger. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Big up to 
Ryan, the DM of that game, for letting me play a gunslinger. Other Ryans are available. Other Ryans are available. <laughs> <laughs> and other classes are available oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, other yeah. games are available. Um, Basically, if we say something, you know, there's like other D&D. versions of it available. Yeah, there's other versions of it. Um, yeah, like, I rolled absolute dog shit on Charisma. <laughs> absolute dog shit. I think I, I think I got a seven. Always going to have that dumpster. Always going to be yeah. one. Yeah, so I've just made it so he's a fucking coward. Like, he is the most cowardly guy, not very good at talking to people. Yeah. But it's kind of made him, like, it's actually given him some kind of development in the, mm. in the story. And I think the flaws are the best things. because They're an opportunity for improvement, you know. Exactly. Uh, and if you, if you build a max character, there's nowhere for, him, for, for them to go. My favorite characters yeah. tend to be low charisma characters. Um, and not just because you get the ones that are like, oh, I just don't talk much or I'm quite quiet. And then you get to eventually see them. <clears throat> I think it's useful, especially for new players who are not too keen on the roleplay side. It's great for them to play like yeah. a quiet character. And then slowly but surely they become more and more out of their shell. Um, yeah. But my favorite low charisma characters are the ones that are like, oh, no, I can talk fine and I can handle myself in, in conversation. I just have none of the awareness and so yeah, that, I'll, that's exactly I'll either be what, um, my fighter exactly is, is. you'll either be inappropriate or you'll be like really not nasty but you'll be like really standoffish or brusque mm. with people and just not aware of it and you'll upset someone and you'll be like why why are they so upset i didn't say anything yeah. wrong I, i'm in the right yeah, here I, and I, it's like yeah i just said fact <clears throat> yeah and then it's like yeah. oh and then slowly but surely as you level up or as you develop as a character, you kind of go, oh, I'm realizing now that the words I say have consequences to other people and how they perceive it. Yeah. Uh, you know, how I present it, it might not be the same as how they perceive it or how I perceive that I presented it won't be the same. And you get to, yeah. you get to watch them go from, all right, this guy's kind of a douche to, oh, they're a person now. Yeah, and I it's very this. good. Um, so the thing that I was using to monitor the questions, mm-hmm. my phone, that's mm-hmm. just died. Oh, that's okay. I've got them all so, here on one of my three. Got screens. them all there. Um, so we will start with. Uh, I, I think I can remember them all, but if okay. I if there are any new ones or follow ups, then uh, ask. Then please tell me. Um, I know Martin Iron Aperture uh, had said um, was Haston based off anyone that you know, any real people, or have you ever made? Let's make it a bit more broad. Has any? Have you made any characters of like that are influenced by people that you know in real life? Yeah, all my characters tend to carry some influences. Um, I think I try. I always try and put a little bit of myself into my characters. Just always a little mm. bit. Um, I really think. I mean, like, I mean, I've obviously made some that have been based entirely. I made a. I made a barbarian once that was just Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> and it, literally his thing was he was a, a brute uh, barbarian or a brute fighter, multi-class barbarian. I can't remember which way it was. Yeah, And, you know, so he could heal a certain amount at the end of every turn. Healing factor. He was all... Uh, all rough and... Um... And then, you know, you'll have characters like Lynn who are very much based on stereotypical concepts or things like that. Uh, Haston, uh, 
Haston the character was not based on any one individual. Um, I came up with him quite quickly, to be honest, because Lynn had just died. I, I think I had like 10 minutes I'd written out a basic backstory and sent it on to yourself and said, listen, this yeah, is the character. I think, I think it was almost introduced in the same session. I More think. or less, I believe. And, um, yeah. Oh, it, was for a it was quite quick. It was quite quite the yeah. turnaround, yeah, yeah, if I remember yeah, yeah. rightly. And um, I remember I, I my friend who I play with in a different campaign, Mulcairin, does these kind of German. I call it a Germanic accent, um, yeah. and he speaks kind of a in the same way that Haston does uh, down here by breathy, and uh, there is definitely a German tinge to it, but it is uh, overpronounced. Yeah. And it is nothing like an actual German accent. Um, And so I really liked that idea because I wanted Haston to be quite a deliberate person. He thinks about what he's saying and um, you can see that the gears are almost constantly turning. Um, So I really, I took took his voice from a friend of mine, Mulcairn. I think, I think to some degree as well, uh, making a wizard was inspired a bit by the fact that I was, or I was making it in mind, uh, with this in mind, that uh, if this went to stream, people would be pulling a parallel of, obviously, Caleb Widdlegas from Critical Role is yeah. a German wizard. Um, yeah. I was like, Zemnian, yeah, I think. Yeah, Zemnian, but German. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um and I was like, okay, people are going to pull parallels to that. So I want to try and make it obviously different enough, which is why I didn't yeah. go for the subtle German accent. It's why I wanted to go for that kind of, uh, you know, he's not he's not a, a traumatized or a, an overtly traumatized individual who is afraid to open up. He's just a person whose uh, mission often contradicts what other people would deem as good or uh socially yeah. acceptable um and yeah, that so, makes sense. you know and uh but you know when you when whenever you are keeping something in mind that you're trying to avoid imitating um that becomes an inspiration for your character as much as exactly. something that you base it off of is exactly um so next question i think was a joke one but then was also followed up by a serious question um (sighs) when when is alethea well when is haston going to finally hit on alethea bow chicka wow wow i think i mean uh, the hilarity of that is i think it all kind of started with uh haston uh making a comment of like oh you know don't worry about the situation. It's fine. You'll be able to carry this. It you've got nice strong legs, and <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that was kind of where it started. Yeah, it? It and then the, he like instantly was like, good "Oh, legs. oh, that's inappropriate." I'm sorry, and then he flusters and makes it worse because everyone's like, "Oh, oh, he has a crush on her." It's all leaking through when in reality, it never really occurred to us. And. Then kind of like going forward as it kind of becomes more of a thing and leaning into it as a player going, you know what, what would that be like? How would that, how, what kind of yeah. avenues would that open up for the character? I as a player really, really like it. And I like how it could help Alethea's story as well with the loss of Lynn. Um, yeah, because I think so. Because I, I mean, it, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a void to fill there. 
And exactly. also it ties into uh, her backstory with, uh, you know, her shared heritage um, and him trying to explain. I'm, I'm looking forward to when they actually sit down and do, uh, it'll probably be off screen, yeah, I think... but when they uh, do their, their shared heritage lessons, because he's going to have to explain, oh, I'm a drow and your people hate my people. And this is yeah. why, because uh, Haston's not a drow that lives underground and currently lives within the drow kingdoms and worships Loth. Um, so he doesn't have any attachment to that and can yeah. say objectively, this empire sucked. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. It's a bad place, you know, and the drow under, uh, underground, the ones that we are encountering in this dungeon and in places like Skullport, they're nothing like the drow that I grew up with. But we're all yeah. viewed the same anyway, and that kind of thing. And so I think uh, it'll be interesting to see him kind of opening up about that, uh, being a bit nervous about how she's going to react, and actually yeah, considering. Think... Um, because I mean, obviously, when like when they sat him on the throne and asked him, you know, how do you feel about Alethea? I think was the question, and he had yeah. to answer truthfully. He was like, "Oh, I've never really considered it. I mean." There was a momentary attraction, but uh, you know, I, my mission doesn't really give me any time to think about it. And now that he's acknowledged that he's never thought about that, he's kind of like, "But what if?" Because that in oh, that way if, where you're yeah. like, in that way where you're like, "Oh no, I don't, I don't like that person. I, it's it's not a thing." And then your brain always goes, "But what if it was a thing?" <laughs> yeah, That's where Haston's at. Yeah, like I, I, I'm very much looking forward to those kind of that kind of avenue that we end up going yeah, down. Yeah, I think it'll be fun roleplay. Um, with the um, what's the right word? What's the right way to say it? Um, with Alethea learning about her her heritage and all that kind of stuff through Haston is, I think, is going to be a um, massively influential yeah. session that i know you say oh we probably won't do it on stream but we might do it on stream it might be worth like it's it's big it's big stuff oh 100 i think that there'll think... be things like uh, there'll be little bits dotted in between and then probably when it comes to the part where he talks about how the drow relate to the the rest of the elves that i'd probably do on stream because that's got the potential for a lot of fallout there or even worse yeah. if they meet another elf and the other elf is like What's this drow told you? Because, uh, yeah. you know, Haston, Haston has an outside perspective on elvish culture as much as, as much as Aletheia, because he, he's not an elf, he's a drow. And whilst a, a yeah. drow is an elf, not, you know what I mean? Like, they don't consider themselves yeah, yeah. the same. I get exactly what you mean. Uh, that, so that's going to be fun to see. And follow-up question, uh, the actual question uh, if you could change one thing about Haston, would you? What would you change? Um, Go from like a core point of view rather than stuff that's potential that you could change in the future. Yeah, no, I think if I could change anything about him, I would probably make him. Hmm, I'd probably have made him a little less socially awkward, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, you see it. You see it when he's in a position of uh, when, when, like, he's tending to the party or trying to manage the interactions of the party with each other when they're biting yeah. at each other. Um, he can he can be very firm. He has that. Listen, I'm the doctor. You're the patient. This is what's happening. Kind of yeah. facet to him. Um, 
but like the rest of it, he's very much um, afraid and unsure. And I, I, I'm trying to figure like I'm, I'm as a player, I'm still trying to figure out whether Haston sees the party as his friends or as his patients in need of his protection, because he kind of is drifting between the two at the moment, and I don't know where he's going to yeah. land. So I mm. wish I, I kind of wish he was a bit more sure of himself, if only to provide a bit more consistency in the approach to the rest of the party. Um, that's yeah. one thing. I'm but I think I, I I I think um, yeah. I, I mean, you got point. I think though, well, as you say, it's going to be interesting to see in the future mm. where he does land on that kind of. Am I friends with you, or am I just? just tagging along because you guys need my help yeah so i i feel very much at the moment it's kind of it isn't really a friend kind of yeah at the moment he's very much like relationship he's turned around and said to them listen if 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 what we're doing jeopardizes my mission i'm going to choose my mission over the party he's made that clear uh, as things stand at the moment I w- I'm really looking forward to the point where he's been traveling with them. I mean, if he gets that far, uh, traveling mm. with them for so long that he actually starts going, oh, would I, though? Has that perspective yeah. shifted? That'll be interesting to see. And I'm very much looking forward to um, to seeing that moment on, yes. on stream. Uh, and fingers crossed, soon in person. I know yeah. things are looking a bit weird, but hopefully, very soon. We've got we've got a hunch that we can do it in person very soon. Yeah, because hopeful. of we're we're very hopeful. We're yep. getting legal support. Yes, shall we say? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess that kind of. I've got us. one more question that's come in, which is: Oh, okay. If what you could the, play uh... another session as another character in the party, who would it be and why? Oh, and yeah. um, I would a hundred percent Bess because Bess is a bard, and I love playing bards, <laughs> uh, and I miss playing a bard. <laughs> also, I'm really interested in Bess's. I mean, like I think Haston now, by sheer stroke mm-hmm. of of. Uh, luck well luck or like listen you're gonna mess with me how do you like it when i'm in your head (laughs) prodding yeah let's say um has possibly gained the most insight into bess's backstory and goals i think so i don't think bess has been quite reserved yeah um and so i mean obviously hassan's trying to use that to help bring her out and uh you know wants to help her um but uh, I, I, I as a player, I'm really interested to see how that's going to, gonna go down. Yeah. Um, I really want to see that, that jumping up and becoming more relevant as we progress, and I'm, I'm yeah. just really excited for that. Um, because it's, I, it's probably the the backstory that I have the most uh, insight into. I mean, even Alethea's um, backstory, and purposes are quite quite hidden to me uh yeah as the player but um mm. i mean like the the relationship between alethea and lynn is something i'm uh quite familiar with and i believe will probably be at some point touched on 
Um, and yeah. here, I believe it's ne- next is uh, we've got Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next, like I was going to say at the end, next week we have Lauren who plays Alethea, um with us. Well, with me. Well, Ryan will be here, but you just won't see him. No, I'll uh, be in the background doing techie things. I'll be in the background doing techie things. Um, yeah, so next week we have... Well, I'll tell you what. Before I say that, I'm going to choose... I'm going to choose a player who I would play at. Who I would yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Actually, I kind of want to know this. Um, so I think yearly from a... Because uh, obviously where I know all of your backstories, and I know all of them pretty well, to the extent of I could kind of go, oh, but your backstory says this. Um... And I, I would say Runlack. I, yeah. Um, yeah but, but purely from like a, a DM, I know all of your stuff. I would I, quite like to yeah. play, play, play Runlack. Like as a player, I've heard little bits about his, uh, his backstory. Uh, nothing spoilery, just about his background. And I'm really interested to see how, how that gets thrown against him. Because obviously you only give up DM backstory so he can use it to tra- traumatize you. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, it's it's just like the amount that like fair play to Ross because he's only really been playing for yeah. he's not even been playing a year. Well, same same with Lauren actually, who's not like this is her first first campaign, campaign ever. So big big up her for actually wanting to stream it. Um, Ross is like uh, Ross's backstories like for both for both characters and considering last. The, the last character he played, I made for him because mm-hmm. it was just originally he was going to play for one session. So, and he just wanted to play a, yeah, to, a, to a, heavy, a heavy hitter. So I, just, I just made him a, a Dragon Ball fighter. Um, and we kind of went from there. But then, even through that, like he wrote backstory and like he kind of brought up his purpose of being there and all that kind of stuff. And like, with like, I have. Th- I have to commend Ross for the sheer volume of backstory he handed me right <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, so like I said that uh, Ross wrote a Bible. Uh, I think it was three A4 pages. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, as a DM, big. you love to see it. Oh, I'm like, I, like, I, so that's kind of the reason I play him because I think I would be able to. Oh yeah, like I, I have, I have as much knowledge about him as as Ross does. Whereas I know with lots of other things, like it's pro- probably quite. Um, uh, like this isn't a dig to the rest of the players, by the way, uh, but because it's not, it, it really isn't. But I just know that from the stuff that Ross has played, that, that Ross has written, I have never done. Mm. I've never kind of. I've never tried to do mm-hmm. like as a player. So I think it would be quite interesting to try and do the paladin religious. Oh, hundred percent, kind of thing. Hundred percent. I think. Um, I mean, I know for me, like I used to be really, really bad for just not writing a backstory and just kind of figuring out my character as I went, and then going to the DM. Listen, I wanna, I want it to be based from this, and um, which makes yeah. the DM's job a lot harder. And I should know better, but like, I also understand. Like for me, I would always find it really difficult to write backstories, and then I just kind of fell into it one day. I don't know how, yeah. I don't know why. I just um I, I think when I make a character, 
um and uh, just because we're talking about backstories when i make a character the first thing i do is come up with their name i don't choose their class i don't choose their race i come up with their name um and from the name i try and work out the personality and then i fit the, the thing about that ha um haston was chosen as a name before the rest of it and then after i chose the the class and the race i went oh yeah uh like him um and uh you know that 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 made it um, much easier for me to work out the rest of his backstory. You, you know, you create the person and then flesh out the backstory. Um, and sometimes I think it takes a couple of sessions to get into the point where you kind of understand your character enough to go right. This is what they're like, and yeah. I think I know how that would have been shaped. Um, mm. But yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, someone who can, someone who just really enjoys writing backstory. I know a few yeah. friends like that, and. I know whenever I DM for them, I'm in for like a good nighttime read. It's like a bedtime <laughs> story, and I'm like, mm, this is what this is one of the ones where I'm going to have to be like highlighting parts of their backstory and taking notes yeah. as I'm doing that. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just the like, and I can't wait to talk to Ross in yeah. this in this like one on one kind of sitch about it. Um, I can't remember when he's due on, but. Uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to them all. I have oh to say. yeah, I'm looking forward to it's the point. Be... I'm looking forward to the point when we've kind of like introduced all of our characters, and we've all spoken about our characters, and it can be a bit more of a. So where do you think the party's at in the thing? Like between yeah, a couple my, of at people. that point, we can start having a couple people on. Yeah, exactly. And, and... Kind of and in that point, we might even be able to do in-person interviews as well. Mm. Who knows? Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Just nice, I mean, really, uh, we could probably do that now, but this is just yeah. Actually, easier. this one you could do. Uh, this one, this one's easier to be COVID compliant. <laughs> yeah, much easier. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So that probably is there any any more questions or? Um, who is the hardest uh, person to play with in the group? Uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't think anyone well, is hard to play with in the group. Um, I think that. Um, I I think. None of no one in the group is hard to play with. I think that there's I think you can get people who are um it's not the person who's hard to play with, but the character who's hard for your character to play with, if that makes sense. Yeah. I get for that. example, um I like I think Lynn and Opal got on like a house on fire. You know what I mean? It was really easy to play with opal being a little bundle of chaotic energy and lynn being like oh i want to encourage this but also not and yeah. eh, that was great um as haston the character that i think haston i the interactions i enjoy the most with haston kind of go i mean aletheia has really been like kicked ramped up the the fun interactions the yeah. little the little kind of um frenemy thing that i've got going with that that haston's got going with bess is great um but like lynn for lynn the top the top th two or three characters was was runelak because it was always fun to piss off runelak uh opal because it was always fun to encourage slash try and <laughs> douse the flames from whatever shenanigans they were up to um and you know alethea has been a kind of uh present i think um just by happenstance, both of my characters have just tied in really well with Lauren's characters. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really trying to push a more friendly, um, as you guys have probably noticed, yeah. a more friendly um, interaction with Samson, just because Lynn was very much not 
friendly with yeah. Samson. So it's fun to have like uh, those little interactions where you know, uh, chat with Samson and encouraging his behavior and being like, yeah, this is great, rather than constantly bemoaning the fact that he's uh, yeah. views himself as the, his own personal god. Uh, yeah, he does very much, doesn't he? And it's grand. Um, so no, I don't think I don't think anyone's any of the players are hard to play with. I don't, and I sometimes you do get that in a party, um, like where you find that a person's hard to play with, and it is it's it sucks when that happens. Um, I, you know, I've been in a few different parties where there's been someone who I've just not enjoyed playing with them either because their playing style doesn't gel well with mine. Yeah. I'm a very role play heavy. Um, player yeah. combat is probably my least favorite part of D anD. I really enjoy it nonetheless, but it, it's lower than the RP for yeah. me. Um, but or just because my personality and that person's personality does not gel. Um, yeah. and in those situations, um, I think it's good to try and analyze how much you can put up with. If yeah. it's if it's affecting your enjoyment of the game, you have to kind of step back and go, hmm. Is it to the point where it's going to start affecting how I interact with other people at the table or this person at the table? Yeah. Is it anything they've done that's actively wrong or shitty, or do I just not like this person? Because sometimes you just don't like someone. Um, if yeah. if it's you know, and you you react accordingly, maybe talk to the person, and say, "Listen, I'm I'm just noticing in a few of our interactions we're a bit terse with each other, or that kind of thing." Um, and sometimes you just have to walk away from the table and go, "This isn't the party for me. Yeah. Sorry, guys." Um, oh, Slu snuck in with a wee sneaky one. So to, answer, to final last, answer, this is this is the last question. Final answer: No one's hard to play with in this table. Thankfully, I'm playing with all my friends, so I know I get on well with everybody here. Um, one last question was: Would you sacrifice Haston to bring Lynn back? Uh no, no, I wouldn't. Um. In like when I when I as a player picture Haston's ending, I don't necessarily see it being a happy ending, um, just by the sheer nature yeah. of his mission. Um, but equally, I think Lynn's ending was oddly right. Um, Lynn was never going to achieve what he set out to achieve. It was never going to happen, and he was always going to end up either dead in a gutter or. Um, old and bitter and jaded, you know, when he just was yeah. met by failure after failure of what he was trying to achieve, yeah. or just a smoking pile, um, because he got too close to achieving what he wanted to achieve, and so dead under an owlbear is probably the way that he uh, he should have gone. I'm not even dead under an owlbear. No, no, it was cr crushed by a boulder and then eaten by an owlbear. Well, that was it. I mean, like the the, the, the hilarious part was because um, I don't know if anyone even the party knows this yet, but we did the death saving throws, and he stabilized after the boulder. He was alive. No, 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 yeah, no one knew that. Yeah, so like this is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. Lynn survived the falling boulder trap. And was alive up until the point where the owlbears found him and uh, unconscious but alive, and then they Martin's they ate eating him. him. So he was alive when that started. I mean that that's what killed him was being eaten alive. Um, yeah. But would I sacrifice Hassan for Lynn? No. And I mean I think when Hassan gets to the point, if Hassan gets to the point that he could bring someone back perfectly, I think Hassan would try and bring Lynn back. I don't know whether Lynn would come back. 
Um, if he did, I don't know whether it would be to continue adventures or if he would uh, have made peace on the other yeah. side of whatever's there. Um, yeah. but we'll just have to wait and see that's if it. that ever does happen. If it, it ever comes up, if I survive if past up. next week, then uh, or not next week, this Friday, then uh... this Friday. <laughs> oh well, God! Fuck. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Um, so thank you, Ryan, for joining me tonight i thought it was only going to be an hour but you know we yeah. ran off ran you know over. i mean i think that, i mean i think for the length of uh discussion that we had i think this is a good time an hour to a, a an hour time. 40 minutes um well, an hour, hour a and a half chat. really yeah yeah good. i mean yeah a good part part yeah. of that was uh set up hour and a half and i mean to be fair we got to talk about a lot of, a lot of good stuff yeah. so yeah, no, thanks for having yeah, me I, i've had fun it's all right don't you worry um so next week uh on the chaotic catch-up we will be uh i will be talking to lauren uh who plays alethia i'm going to talk about her how how she's enjoying dungeons and dragons and uh, <laughs> all of the kind of kind of questions i spoke to ryan about but a little bit noobish like has she got any questions for for me that she just hasn't been able to ask at the table what is the disengage action oh <laughs> come on i mean i'm a i i mean like I mean, I th- I'm, I can say with some degree of certainty that I have been playing D and D the longest at our table uh, by some margin, yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, I I, say, I, I constantly so. forget about the disengage action. Every goddamn yeah. time, do I forget the disengage? Action. My God, Opal could have yeah. disengaged at any point. <laughs> could have just disengaged and ran away. But oh. on that note, on that funny note, um, oh, so we will see you. Uh, anyone uh, on Friday, half past eight, it will be uh, streaming the. <laughs> who knows what the fuck is going to happen here? Nothing good. Um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we will see you uh, for normal stream on Friday, half past eight, um, and next week for uh, the Kelta catch up at half past eight on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, make sure you uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there's still nothing on the Twitter because I just I'm not very good at Twitter. I um, don't understand it either. I don't uh, get it. I really don't get it. I use it, but I just don't get it. I use um, it to plug my stream. That's about yeah. it. My stream, by the way, guys, which I'm, I'm going to plug now if you don't mind, Alex. Yeah, w- would you like to plug yeah, anything? Yeah, so I, I I stream, I have my own stream. It's a worst case scenario, spelled, uh, spelled like a German sausage and German cheese, and then scenario in, in English. First casa scenario, um, where I play mostly Kerbal Space Program and surviving Mars and space theme games. And I also talk about educational things about space because I used to work in the space industry. So come catch me yeah. on Twitch sometime. Yeah, come go and catch Ryan on Twitch. I do occasionally Twitch stream as well. I only have three followers. So give him some are... followers. I, oh, I'm, you are, I'm a you Twitch affiliate. affiliate. Yeah, I'm a Twitch affiliate. <laughs> uh, someone should give, give Alex some followers. What what yeah. kind of thing do you do? You stream on occasion? I, I I if if I do stream, it's either Assassin's Creed. Mm. Um, Love Assassin's Creed. So I'm currently playing uh, Valhalla. So t- generally, whenever I play Valhalla, I stick the stream on. Yeah, I've not, or, I've not started Valhalla. I'm still on Odyssey. I took a break from it, never went back to it, and I really need to because. Well, like, that's the thing. I, I, I stopped for the longest time, and then I, I just uh, the, the other ones for 
the longest time didn't really appeal mm. and then like it was just vikings man so i just jumped yeah. straight into valhalla and i've got to admit you you don't really have to play the others <laughs> Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I'm a big Ancient Greece guy. Ancient Greece is my favorite, favorite well, if you if you're, if you're down for Ancient Greece, yeah, exactly. then crack on with And Odyssey. if you love Egypt, then Origins. But those, I mean, everything yeah. else before those really big open world specific point in history ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But those three, but yeah. I, Valhalla, I've heard great things about. So yeah, definitely go watch it, Alex. It is, fa- it is fantastic. Um, but I also sometimes stream me, my, me playing FIFA. I suck at FIFA. I, I'm so bad. I'm, I'm me and me and Chris were talking about it over dinner the other day. How, what do you play? Good. What do you play on? What what system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a PlayStation Five. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's uh. <laughs> is it cro- is FIFA cross platform yet? Uh, not yet. I don't <sighs> think. Well, I, I I think I I think it might be cross platform, like generate g- generationally. Right. Okay. But I I know you can't do PS4 to PS5, but I think you can do PS5 to Xbox Series X. Right. Okay, I get I, you. I I think, but I'm not I'm not too sure. Yeah. Uh that'll be confirmed at a later date, I'm sure. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Um make sure you catch us on uh on Friday, half past eight, next Tuesday at half past eight, and then the following Friday for a special game. And, and remember to subscribe to our YouTube channels where you will find yes. all of our content uh, popped over. Uh, it's easier to kind of digest and better viewing platform for than the VODs on Twitch can be. Uh, Twitch VODs are available immediately after the stream. Yes, um, videos will usually be released just before the stream of the the following week uh so that way we can keep a yeah. link and a content thing out and this will also probably end up on uh youtube i would say and uh, uh yeah well which side am i on because i can look at you because for you uh for me i just i need to look that way and then i'm talking to you oh for, I don't um, know if it's on the, the same for me i got i got yeah yeah this is this is we're now looking at each other now oh yeah yeah there we go and i might also Hi. see about uh popping this onto a podcast um, platform as well. Oh, that'd be um, good. Because that way you can enjoy us in in any in any way, shape, or form you want. Any uh, any way, shape, or form that you exactly. enjoy. For people like it. me who consume godless amounts of media while driving, safely yes. because it's non-visual media. I should add audiobooks and exactly. podcasts. Are the thing. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. But anyway, uh, a, a way to round up. Uh, thank you very much, and we will catch you on Friday. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Chaos Collective. Remember to follow our socials, subscribe on YouTube, and also leave a review on wherever you listen to your podcasts.